A howdy, everybody. So tonight we're gonna we're gonna be delving into the prophetic. That's like my favorite thing to do. Um, so we've been learning step by step. Um, learned about all nine gifts. Um, hopefully you're you're learning to enter into His presence. Um, learning that God is a good God, that he's in a good mood and thinking good things about you, and he's thinking good things about the people around you. So as we do every night, we're going to start off with our testimonies. So I want to know what you've been up to. Have you been stepping over the chicken line? Have you been risking it all? Have you been releasing something good, even if it's a smile to somebody? Have you been releasing the kingdom? Have you been releasing the Father's heart to the people around you? Yes. I hear a yes. Okay. I want to hear all about it. Because there's, there's power in the testimony. When we speak it, we give life to it, and it's like we talked about before, it's a way of asking God to do it again. He multiplies that. When we talk about the testimony, those are little seeds that go out. And in those seeds, they're planted and miracles sprout out of those testimonies. So hang on to those testimonies. Um, just like you're going to hang on to all your words of knowledge and all your prophetic words, you're going to hang on to all your testimonies. Because it's, it's the story of you and God. And now I'm going to find the mic. Do you like my, my display? Are you curious? Okay. We'll leave it there. Okay. We need a good testimony. So who's first? Who's first? Your name? <laughs> Tim, don't I just push the button? Yes. Okay. So yeah, my name is Kevin. Um, two things. Uh, one, there's a guy that I've been training with who asked me about the Lord. Um, I gave him a Jesus Calling book. His dad has, um, let's see, it's not MS, but um, ALS. And his mom's a believer, his dad's not a believer. So what was cool today is he said, you know, can I ask you something? I said, sure. And he goes, can you pray for me and pray for my dad? I said, I'd be honored to. So it was great to do that and to release that, which will hopefully release other things um, for his dad. And the other thing, and I don't get prophetic all the time, um, but um, those of you that know Byron, he's the big, tall guy, okay? And well, so... He was, no, um, just no. comes here. Yeah, just oh. comes here. And he, um, he just has a great outlook, and he's looking for breakthrough in this year. And so I said, let's pray about it. So as I'm praying about it, and I was touching, he had to reach up to touch his head, um, to, reaching way up there, and all of a sudden I get this image of this water just cascading down and cleansing and freeing and just breakthrough and da-da-da. And so I'm just releasing that on him, and he goes, wow. That sounds good. I'll take that. And I said, great. So those are two neat things. Those are. You're, you're just like a little evangelist. You're out there with your Jesus calling. Jesus calling is a great way to evangelize. Next. I 
if I've ever talked in this before. <laughs> um, it was about a week ago, actually, that I was in Walmart. It was um, my boyfriend and I, and we're standing there, and there was a lady that was um, in one of those cart, like a wheelchair kind of cart, and she, we were in front of the deli, and she had like a boot on her leg. And so all I know is I went to go up to my, you know, make my order, and I just kind of look over, and she just connected with me right away, and um, I just got to start talking to her for just a few moments, and and she was talking about having surgery on her foot and how, you know, she didn't know what she was going to do at the same time because I, so I started asking, do you have family and friends? And no. And she was like, do you, do you mind, would you pray for me? Will you keep me in your prayers, she said. I said, well, if you don't mind, I'll, can I pray with you now? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. And so sure enough, right there, like Walmart Deli, we just prayed with her and God just really put it on my heart to pray, um, just open pathways and provision for her. And, and cause you could just feel her in that moment of like, you know, loneliness of not knowing what was going to happen next. And so, um, yeah, and we ended up praying with her and, and God just had me praying, um, resources and provision over her and just for her heart. But at any rate, um, and then just definitely felt led to have her contact the rock as we're, you know, all about the community right now, because she was talking about finding a church and wanting to come, and so at any rate, so she did do that, I was kind of surprised, you know, I saw the email go out that she had contacted, so sounds like she's had a couple meals delivered to her, Um, I got to go over to her place and pray with her again for healing, because her foot is still hurting, and, um, but I feel confident that this will, she'll end up, once she's able to, to come, so you can just feel her heart, so. That's amazing. Wow. Just one thing led to another, to another. All you had to do is step out, open your mouth, and then God does the rest. That's amazing. I think how that lady's life has changed. Okay. More? Where? Hello, I'm Kelly, and I work here as reception, as gatekeeper at the the offices during the day, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and a lady called today, and uh, she was looking for uh, deliverance, healing, prayer, you know, someone to come and like an appointment, something like that, and so I was trying to direct her, and, and sometimes when people call, I... I don't know the answers to their questions, um, but I try to try my best to find out the answer or get someone who can answer them. Well, there was no one. I, there, everyone who could answer the questions was someplace else, not near a phone, not near me. And so it was up to me <laughs> to try to figure out how to help this lady. And she, she would get off on a tangent of talking about something and I could hardly understand what she was saying and at first I thought okay uh, are you speaking English (laughs) and she was but it was you could just tell the confusion was there in her mind and so I found I found I found some information for her she lived in the Springs and she needed a ride. She needed to be able to use the bus system and stuff. And so I found a place for her there to call and contact. But in the meantime, I said, Let, may I pray for you? And I asked, had asked her what her name was. And so I called, her, I called her by her name. And I began to pray for her. And I just prayed over her mind and her heart and her soul and her spirit that the Holy Spirit would come and just minister to her where she needed it. And I said some other things as well. And it wasn't a big, fabulous prayer. It was just, I don't even remember exactly what I said. But when I got done, she thanked me for the prayer. And it was so sweet and genuine. And her, her language changed. Her voice changed. Her speech became clear. And I know it was because I called out her spirit, her, her inner spirit to come in alignment with the Holy Spirit, and it, and for that was a testimony to me. That actually Sylvia told me this. 
several months ago to call the person's name. Call the person's name out. And that will help to bring their mind and focus into the things of God and the things of the Holy Spirit. So that was a, a working testimony in my life to witness that myself. So, Way to go, Kelly. That's awesome. Our names are really important. If you don't have a name book, I suggest you look your name up. Um, there's, a, there's a spiritual connotation to it. Um, there's a meaning to your name. Uh, I used to think I was just saved by God's grace, and my middle name should be Grace. Well, I looked at my name, and guess what it means? Grace. God's funny like that. So it's, it's important. Our names are important. And when she called that person's name, it called their spirit up. It called, it called them into alignment, body, soul, and spirit. And it, it cuts down the confusion and the clutter. So that was really good. And she said her prayer. You know, our prayers don't have to be some fancy, eloquent, 10 miles long. It can just your heart, just your heart for somebody. God loves you. God wants to see you saved, healed, delivered, set free, whatever. Bring in the provision, Lord. Jesus, be, he be healed in Jesus' name is one of the most powerful uh, prayers I know besides Jesus' help. So, any more? I don't want to miss anybody. My name is Chris, and I work at the King Supers over on the highway, and uh, I work back in the deli. And I work with a guy that, uh, he's real friendly, but he informed me the other day that he's a Wiccan. And I thought to myself, okay, if you're going to be so bold, I'm going to tell you what I am. I said, I'm a born-again Christian, filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, he just kind of looked, looked at me like, okay. And um, an opportunity came up. Now, he doesn't know this, but I've claimed him for the kingdom of God. And so an opportunity arose last week. And we were just, you know, how you talk in the workplace. And, and he was telling me that, uh, he goes, dude, all my, all my paycheck had to go, go to pay rent. He said, I have nothing to live on. We don't have any groceries or nothing. And, you know, the Lord spoke to my heart to give him some money. And I thought, devil, I'm going to get you. And I put some money in his pocket. And you know what? His hands, were, his hands were busy battering up chicken. So he couldn't, he couldn't stop me. So I just reached over there and put it in his pocket. And he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm blessing you. And he did not know how to receive that. But as later on... He came up to me, and he gave me a big hug, and he said, thank you. And uh, I just wanted to, to, to share that. And, you know, um, I'm still believing that my light is going to shine to the point that he, you know, really has to take serious. Because he did not want to receive what I was giving him. He says, he says, I can't take that. You know, he says, I... When I was younger, I just took, 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 and took from people and said, but you're not taking it. I'm giving it, so all you have to do is receive it. And uh, I said, you know, and I told him. I said, the Lord told me to bless you. And I said, and I got more of a blessing out of it than he did, I'm sure. Um, I just, I thank the Lord for the opportunity. Yeah. Way to go, Chris. Sounds like that man's got a target on his back. You should invite him to one of our Wednesday night meals. We can get him hooked up with um, some of the food, um, outreaches, and that sort of thing. We'll just bless him. We'll just bless him right into the kingdom. <laughs> Anybody else? I think to follow up on that one, um, 
I was at Kohl's the other day, and there's a man there that I always try to avoid when I'm there. He's a transvestite, and he works in the cosmetic section. And I came over the other day to pay my bill, and he came up to me and inquired, you know, are you interested in this product? And I felt like I had a flat, just a, a split second to make a choice. And I just looked at him, and, I, and we just started engaging. We probably talked for 30 minutes. We went way beyond cosmetics. We started talking about politics. We talked about God. We talked about prayer. I had a wonderful time with this. I'm going to call him a young man because that's who he is. Um, but he goes by Alexis. Alexa, excuse me. And um, anyway, at the end of our conversation, he, he just said, the next time you come in, you look for me. I had, you know, I had a great time talking with you. And I said, I had a great time talking with you too. And so um, the Lord's put him on my heart to be praying for him. But I think what I wanted to share was what God did in my heart because um, I just had a love for him that wasn't there before. And so I'm asking the Lord to increase that love of the Father's love and the mother heart of God as well for this young man. And um, I'm looking forward to taking him out for lunch or coffee and just really hear his story. And he knows that I'm a Christian because at some point when we were talking about America and the nation, he is actually a very conservative person um, and he's very concerned about the nation. And I was like, hey, as a matter of fact, I'm part of a prayer group and we're praying for America and concerns like that. And he didn't flinch and he didn't pull back when he knew that I was a Christian. I mean, I was, everything I stereotyped about this young man, he was just the opposite. And um, God is, is really revealing my heart. And I'm just very encouraged what he's doing in me. And I'm just falling in love with this young man, and I'm looking forward to befriending him and see where it goes. I like your point, because you were probably more transformed than him, or as equally as transformed. When you feel the love of God for somebody, it's amazing what happens to you if you can get up off the floor and still start talking. That's amazing because that's what transforms people. That's what transforms society. That's what transforms us. That takes us to a higher, higher, deeper, deeper level with God and, and with trust, too, because there's a certain amount of trust when you step out in love because you're very vulnerable at that point. But sounds like Castle Rock's got one big target on it. We are going to be that light on the hill if we're not already. Anybody else? My name is Alex. John. My name is Alex. Just real quick, um, just the power of being bold and speaking out. You know, every time we, even just a smile, when I go to the gym and I say good morning to people, a lot of people just have your head down and aren't talking. We don't communicate a lot with each other. But if we just take that time to smile at someone, and say good morning. And inevitably, a lot of times they'll say good morning back. But if you don't say anything, they won't say anything. You know, but just sharing the love of God. You know, um, the scripture says, it's, my, it is my word will not return back unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I send it forth to do. It will accomplish something, and we need to know that. And know that, and, and, and with that, and knowing that, speak forth. You don't always have to be preaching with people. And when God impresses upon you to say something to someone, to encourage someone, you know, uh, Kevin and I were part of a church together in, in um, Northern California. And I could have kept quiet, but then I told him, you know what? You're going to Denver? There's a church called The Rock. You need to go check them out. And he's here now. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but when God impresses upon you to say something to someone, whether or not they take it or whatever, just say it. Just give it out. Amen. God bless you. Um, is that everybody? Got one? Wow. Let's see. Yeah, you reach over? If I can. Hi, my name's Steve. Um, this was a couple weeks ago. Um, I found out that my niece, uh, who's 34 years old, 
um, going to get baptized out in California. So I thought, oh, that's nice. And then the Lord just put it in my heart, why don't you go out there, be with him. So <laughs> I flew out there. Well, going to have to back up a little bit. This is the oldest daughter of my middle brother who's been in a cult for 30 years. <laughs> and... Uh, praying for my brother and his salvation for 30 years. Um, anyway, uh, his daughter um, been in and out of jail, had been on drugs and uh, was living with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend got arrested for drugs and he came to know Christ in prison through prison ministry. So when he got out, um, he just happened to see my niece somewhere, didn't plan it, and said, why don't you come to church with me? So she can't, he's in the choir, so he said, why don't you uh, come to choir practice? So she's sitting in the audience, and she's the only one in the audience. And she said, she felt the presence of God come on her so strong, and she didn't know what it was. She went and asked the pastor, what, what is this? <laughs> He shared the gospel with her, and she came to know Christ. And so I went out there for her baptism, and my brother shows up. This is probably the first time he's been in a church in 20 years. Um, so, you know, we're about 10 minutes into the service. Something my brother turns to me and says, is this a church service? And I said, yeah. He goes, I thought it was just a baptism. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I mean, when people come to know Christ, you know, they usually get baptized in a church service so they can be a testimony to all their friends and family. And he says, oh, so he stayed for the whole service, though. So, but here's the amazing thing. So my niece gets baptized. She comes down, and the pastor gets up, and he's giving the sermon, right? So he says, it's uh, talking about salt and light of the earth from the Sermon on the Mount, he says, if you don't have your Bibles, there's a Bible in front of you. You can, you know, pull it out and turn to Matthew 5. So I pulled out a Bible and turned to Matthew 5. My brother reaches over and pulls the Bible out and turns to Matthew 5 and starts reading. And I'm going, I don't know what you're doing, God, but it's great. <laughs> that was so, a God moment, for sure. And then my niece told me later that my brother told her, um, I don't believe the same way you do, but I don't know what you are doing, but it's made a huge difference in your life, so keep doing what you're doing. So, it's awesome. Okay, we better get started. Those are some great testimonies, guys. You're doing great. After this kingdom boot camp, you're just going to be like this amazing, awesome army for God. Nobody's going to be safe. I just lost my notes. Okay. So, 1 Corinthians, Tim, can you put up 1 Corinthians 14.31? Thank you. He's so good. So, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. That says all. Prophecy is not for some special woo-woo group, although it's all right to be woo-woo. Um, it's for everybody, whether you're this big, this big, young, old, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have some special degree. You don't have to even be a Christian for more than a second, and you can prophesy. It's for all believers. Believers, If you have Jesus, if you have the Holy Spirit, that's all that's required. You're ready to launch. So um, I wrote down just a few ways that God can talk to you. Here we go. You ready? So he's always speaking to us. And we learned about word of knowledge. So it's sort of similar. Do I keep going in and out or is it me? Is it okay? All right. Um, so, to refresh your memory, he can use 
any of our five senses. Those, are, those relate to spiritual senses. He might use one. He might use a combination. He might always be talking to you, talking to you, talking to you, and then he'll switch it. And you're like, where is he? What's he doing? I don't hear him anymore. But he'll start, you'll start seeing. You start seeing things, seeing things, seeing things. So he's, he's like that. He might switch it up on you. So just be aware that it's not always the same way all the time. He can communicate on so many different levels. So it could be a feeling, and that could be an emotional feeling as well as a physical feeling. And we talked about that in Word of Knowledge. It could be a picture, or you might even see a word written out. It could be an audible voice. It could be an inner audible voice, which we talked about could sound a lot like you. It's okay. Holy Spirit sometimes uses your own voice. Um, the only thing, when we do the prophetic ministry, please, please, please don't say, Thus saith the Lord. It gets us into all kinds of trouble because people start thinking that really the Lord said that, and what if you missed it a little bit? They're going to they're gonna go after that word. They're going to try and make it happen because God said so, and if it doesn't happen, then there can be all this stuff that comes between them and God. They can start maybe not trusting God. So please don't say that. Even though maybe it sounds good, please don't do that. Um, it, you might even hear a whisper. It could be a spontaneous thought or an idea that just comes fleeting across your brain. It could be an oppression or just a knowing. It could be a scripture, like this scripture that Pastor Mike gave tonight. Um, that was a scripture I got 15 years ago on probably the worst day of my life, and I didn't really have the fullness of it till he read it this week in one of our meetings. He read it in the Passion Translation. Oh, that's such a good translation. But um, I got a revelation of what that really meant. I got a revelation of how deep God's love is for us. I got a revelation of how much he cares about us, how he can reach across time and space and reach out his arm and say, I got you. And anyway, that's a long story, but it can be a scripture. It can be a reflection in others around us. We might even think we see somebody that we haven't seen in a long time, like out of the corner of the eye, you might see somebody but sometimes that can be a prophetic nudging about that person. Uh, maybe it's your great aunt, somebody, and you just love them, and then you come across the lady who needs that love of God. It can be a reflection of that in, in your world. Um, let's see. It could be the signs, like I showed you before, in a license plate. Um, that's a long story, too. Um, but the license plate said, just believing in God. And uh, I, was, I was talking to God and wondering about how the night was going to go, and the, the car in front of me had the license plate. Believing in God. I'm like, okay, I'm believing in God. Everything's good. So it could come through nature. I, believe it or not, have gotten lost in just a blade of grass, the real kind. I might have to clarify that. <laughs> it just dawns on me. I should clarify that. But I mean the blade of grass like your lawn. God has just shown me. God has shown me just an incredible amount about how he works. And he's given me scriptures. And I've had just a deep, intimate time to just a very small blade of grass. He can speak to you through that. Um, he can speak through 
dreams, and I've talked to you about that before. He can talk through art or something that's just beautiful. And he can actually highlight people or things to people. When I go downtown, um, sometimes God will highlight people to me. And on one particular afternoon, God highlighted this girl just sitting under a tree. Uh, she was all by herself, and he said to go talk to her. He didn't give me a word for her. Uh-uh, he didn't do that. He just said, go talk to her. I'm like, I don't want to go talk to her. You go talk to her. No, and we argued, and we argued, and we argued a little bit. And I finally decided to go talk to her, and I just said, hi. And then all of a sudden, and you might find this, all of a sudden, when you're obedient, when you want to serve God, and you open your mouth, he will fill it. Well, I started calling out her destiny. I started calling her by her name. I started saying, this is what you're meant to be. This is who you are. And this is, and I just started going down the line, down the line, down the line. Well, she was completely homeless. She was drunk and stoned and out of it. We got her into rehab. She got into um, Coalition for the Homeless. She went through a program of nine months. She worked really hard. Um, she got sober. Within a year's time, she had her own little apartment. She even had her own little car. She had a job, and she was going to school, and she got her son back. And that was because God highlighted her. I think about all the people that everybody, we went through all your testimonies. Think about those people that were touched. Think about when we're obedient. Think about what happens. It's not about us. It's not about what, whether we look um, embarrassed or not. It's about stepping out for him. Because he, I didn't know what I was doing. You might not either, and that's okay. He can, he can use that. You just jump right off that cliff and say, here I am, Lord. Um, the only thing I really want to get across to you is we need filters. If you have a word, always be processing it. Is that a word I would like to hear? Is that something that's, that's acceptable to me? Now, if you get a word like, I see you in a lot of fear, we're not going to talk that over them. We're going to say something like, God wants to release his perfect love. God wants to release a double portion of shalom, peace. We want to flip it. In the prophetic, in our prophetic classes, we say we want to flip it and flip it good. So if you get something negative, we want to flip it. If you get something sexually immoral, which sometimes we do, we want to flip it. We want to say God wants to release his righteousness. He wants to clothe you in his righteousness and his purity. God God wants the mind of, wants to bring the mind of Christ for you. So we're flipping it. We want to always be, um, uh, let's see, 1 Corinthians 14.3. Can you put that up, Tim? Is it up there? Yep, that's it. This is our cornerstone for the prophetic. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So edification means to build up. Exhortation means to move, to motivate, to move. Um, in the children's ministry in Bethel, they have the ABCDs of the prophetic. You might want to write this down. Everybody always wants me to repeat it. So write ABCD. A is always. B is build up. C is cheer up. And D is draw near to God. That's easy. A, B, C, D's. 
of the prophetic. Doesn't line up with these things? Flip it. Sometimes God will show us a messy childhood. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's, there, or there might be even abuse that's going on. But we don't start talking about that. What we're talking, what we start, where we go with that, God wants to reveal that to us so that we know where that person is. How we can start ministering healing to their bodies, their souls, their spirits. We know exactly where God wants us to start. And that's the only reason we're given those things. Um, so you always want to be looking for the flip side of that if you get something negative. Um, let's see. Chris Ballatin, um, we use his book a lot in the prophetic class, says that, you know, you can find dirt on everybody and anybody, but can you find the gold? That's what the prophetic is. We're looking for the gold. We're looking for the treasures in people. God's placed it. There's gold in everybody, and that's what we're looking for. That's what we're mining for. We're little, little gold miners. Um, so the primary purpose of the prophetic gift is not to really correct people. It's not really to direct them. It's to encourage them. One, one prophetic word can change everything. One prophetic word can change the entire atmosphere. You all are atmosphere changers. Do you know that? You carry. Thank you. Somebody knows. You carry the anointed one within you. That anointed one carries all of heaven. You have everything it takes to release heaven wherever you're at. If you're picking up anger or strife, especially in a workplace or anywhere, I always see this as a fire hydrant. Just releasing all of heaven into the place. Just let it rip. So all that fear, all that anger, all that um, uh, strife doesn't have a chance when it comes against heaven, when it comes against love, when it comes against peace. So that's part of walking in the prophetic, too, is just learning to discern the atmosphere and letting it go. So with the prophetic, um, there's, there's, three, there's three parts to the prophetic. There's the revelation, which is what God is saying. There's the interpretation, and that's what does it mean? And then there's the um, application, which is, what are we supposed to do with it? So we want to use those three things. We wanna, when you get a word, you want to ask God, where, what does it mean? Where am I supposed to apply it? What am I supposed to do with it? Now, when we get a prophetic word, we might not get all three. We might just get the revelation. We don't always have to have the application or the interpretation. If you sit there and you try and fill in the blanks, we call that hamburger helper. Don't do that because you just get it all muddied. One word, even I know my husband had one word for somebody. It was one word, and it changed everything. He didn't add anything to it. He didn't say it loud. He didn't say it soft. He just released the word. And when it's from God, it changes everything. So it can minister deep down inside. We just have to let God do, do his thing. Um, there's also um, foretelling. That's about knowing the future. And a lot of prophetic words are futuristic. Um, I've had, I have found that mine go out a couple of years, and people come back to me four to five years later, like, oh, do you remember that word you gave me? Oh, no clue. One lady in particular, a young woman, 
And um, she had uh, a couple of little babies, and her husband wasn't saved. And she was distraught, was sort of a mild way of putting that. She was totally distraught that he had not been, has, had not been saved yet. So I prophesied over her, and I saw him having a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. And I just released that to her, and she, she was able to accept that. She wrote it down. I told her to pray over it. Um, it was literally about two to three years later. She came running up to me. I could barely recognize her. But she said her husband had a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus in the shower, that it was like this, face-to-face, -face, and he could actually run his, his fingers through the hair, through Jesus' hair. And he was totally on fire. They were both totally on fire for God. And, um, yeah, so some things are foretelling and some things are forthtelling. Um, forthtelling has to do with causing the future. And I live in a time warp, so I don't know which one is which. So I'm just relaying to you what I know. Some are foretelling into the future. Some are foretelling where we actually pray on them. We get these words, we pray on them, and we cause them to happen. We cause them to manifest in our lives. So um, especially with my background, I know there's a lot of counterfeit out there. And uh, I did it all, I think. Pendulum reading, tarot card reading, psychic readings. And you know what? Um, please be careful with those things. These people can be right. Surprise. They are tapping into the wrong source. They are, ta they are tapping into a demonic level. And they... They still know things. There's still power attached to these things. But I, this is like my warning to you. You want to go for the real thing. It's about time the Christians start taking back this world. It's about time we go out there and we start blessing people. We start prophesying over people. We start calling people. Um, he left. So we start calling people out of Wicca. We start calling people out of Comic-Con like Helen and Alex do, uh, we start calling them, they're searching. They're searching for the real thing. They're searching for, um, they're, they're, they're searching for the real deal. They want to walk in the power. They know it's there. They've witnessed it. They've walked in it, and they're searching for it. So if you happen to be in their lives, guess what? You're it. You are now on the evangelistic team for Jesus. Excuse me. So, um, oh, boy, if you have kiddos, you might want to go get them. It's 829. <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, dreams, uh, visions, angels, um, gift of faith. Um, we may have to skip that. One thing I want to let you all know is start, start getting your, your words on either your phone, start recording them, or start putting them on index cards. Uh, Bill Johnson out of Bethel talks about how he has all his cards or all his prophetic words on cards. And when he's going through something, he pulls his cards out and starts praying over them. He starts pulling them out and um, uh, releasing his faith into them. And these things um, can bring life to us. I know in my own case, um, people started prophesying to me that I would walk, that I would have a testimony. And that was the farthest thing from my mind. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> That's a really good one. So if you get a word that sort of doesn't fit, that you want to just laugh at because it doesn't fit your reality right now, 
put it on a shelf. Put it there. Put it on a card or on your phone. Take it out once in a while. Look at it. Pray over it. See if it's something God wants to, wants to manifest in your life. Um, I want to do some activations before we leave. Um, so, well, with everybody that's left, let's see. Can we, let's, well, okay, with the time and everything, uh, this is what we're going to do. So you are all the prophetic team now, right? Right. Okay. So I brought a whole, a whole bunch of things up here for you to prophesy with. Now what I'm asking you to do is pick an item, then ask the Holy Spirit to come. Ask the Holy Spirit what the word is that you have. There's a word that's going to go with it and ask who it's for. Does that make sense? So, Lord, open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds that we walk with you, talk with you, come to know you, come into closer, closer, more intimate relationship with you, that you reveal more and more of what's on your heart for us and the world around us. Okay. Whatever you're drawn to. What was that? <laughs> All right. So uh, I was really drawn to this disco ball. Uh, shocker, but um, I just really felt like it was for you. Um, what's your name? Yeah, Jennifer. I just saw the disco ball, and I just saw um, you were highlighted to me, like Ray was saying, and I just saw that um, two things. The first thing that I saw because it's a disco ball is a party, and I just feel like you're the kind of person that um, is always full of, like, you bring the party with you. Like, you're the life of the party. You're the one that's always bringing in the light. And the thing about it, what a disco ball really does is reflect. Um, as it moves and uh, as it's, you know, rotating, uh, it's just reflecting the light that's shining onto it, and it goes out in, like, a million pieces. And I feel like that's what the Lord is saying that you are, is that um, you're reflecting his light, and as you move forward with him, what you're doing is actually breaking it up into a million different pieces, and it covers a whole lot of ground. And um, basically, like, if you're in a place where there's a disco ball, you notice it because the, it's, you know, it's everywhere. And there's, like, little pieces of it everywhere. And I feel like that's what he's saying about you. You bring the party with you. You bring the Holy Spirit light with you, and you step into a room, and it just goes onto all the walls. And to all, it fills the whole space. And so I just want to encourage you in that to, to keep shining his light that way. Does that speak to you? Anybody else? Want to stand up? What's your name? My name is Shannon. I have a, a word for a lady named Jackie. Anybody named Jackie? Okay. Go ahead and release it. Um, it's about the globe, and it's um, the person's going to do ministry um, throughout the world, but I don't know who it is. So. That's good. Yeah. So I know some Jackies, so we'll see. Anybody else? Yeah, you can use you can use it. You can even touch it. Yeah. Use the mic. Use the mic. Stay in the. Stay in the line. Stay in the line. 
Stay in the line. So the object that was um, highlighted to me was the, the rolling pin. <laughs> and God was saying that um, God is doing some shifting and shaping in your life. And I really don't know who that is. But it's like, it seems like he's really pressing hard. You know how when you're pressing um, pastry, but that he's... Um, as he's, he's molding you to bigger and better things. So right now it seems painful, but it's smoothing. He's smoothing things out for you. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Good. So that's for somebody here. That's what he's saying. Is that fit for anybody? brave tonight and I don't know why the trunk I have an old trunk as my nightstand and it's always full of treasures and usually these old traveling trunks that's what people packed with that's what they carried and they're so heavy but you open them up you, you know especially if it's in somebody's house this is for you Yes, you. And, and I think it's just because, well, I don't know why it is, but trunks are full of treasures and stories, and every item in it is full of a story. And the, the story can reveal so much to young people, especially young people, and, and tell history. And I just feel like, you have stories to tell, and they're important. So don't, don't be quiet. Tell your stories. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the um, gold vase, and it looked like a fountain to me, and this is for Helen, and that it's a fountain in that it's circular and it's even and there's an even flow and it's the flow of the Lord and it's just the flow of the spirit in you but I see that it's going to get bigger and it's going to be it's going to be complete it's solid and it's just going to get higher and higher with time you need a jacket like this now I guess I just wanted to share from the Can other side. No, I don't want to stand up, but okay. thank you. Um, oh, gosh, now I feel like I have to be obedient. Okay. <laughs> Too many Christmas. Um, so that word that Mary gave was totally for me, and I just wanted to share this because I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, is that for me or not? And for me, how I knew that it was for me is I, like, as she was speaking, I got, like, instantly emotional. And... Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, yeah, that's for me. And then um, the other thing that the Lord brought to my attention was, and you know, you bought your first rolling pin of your life this year. Like I just, I'm like 43 and I've never had a rolling pin and I actually bought one. So a lot of times, um, which is like crazy, but anyway, so a lot of times I feel like at least for me, what is happening in the natural is, um, is happening in the spiritual as well. And so that was just kind of like another confirmation for me. So just to share, like if people are like, ah, was that for me? Like that was for me. And standing up was for me too. See, it's all that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so my name is Fred. I think the rolling pin was a uh, two-for-one special. Because um, I was drawn to the rolling pin but I, I wasn't getting a word. Um, but when you released your word, it connected with me. It's been confirming. It confirmed some things the Lord's been showing me about. Um, nothing's been wasted. 
everything that's happened is preparing me for what he has for me next. And so it's this process of uh, molding me and pressing me into bigger and better things. And so it confirmed even a conversation I had at work today that was even like a, a shift in using my gifts in a different area of work that everything has been preparing me for that I would not have thought of otherwise except for this in, um, interaction I had with a lady I hadn't seen in years and God reminded me there's no Hebrew word for coincidence. So it aligns up with that. I like that. That's good. Actually, we'll be a three for one special because the rolling pen was also another word that came across to me as well. So, um, but a lot of religious working out. So, um, you know, I hear from God and I feel God, but I don't always activate it because a lot of religious setback. So that same thing, He's rolling me out to go, hey, shut it off. So that was definitely for me as well. And then actually, the globe spoke to me as well, and that was a word for the church in general, um, across the world, that he's positioning every single person in the church exactly where he wants them to be to just captivate and invade and take over this world because he's getting ready to take it back. And so we're all getting positioned in every country around the world, and we're a part of that. So, Good. Good. Yeah. Let it go, Lord. Okay. Well, first I was drawn to the rolling pin. I was like, give me word, give me word. And I was getting a word, but then my attention went to that bowl, that real humble silver bowl up there. And um, I'm wondering if I should give the word first and then the person. Whichever way. Okay. I'll, I'll speak about the bowl. Um, what I was, well, I'm going to just say it. Okay. I was getting Yvonne for the silver bowl. <laughs> And I was getting foot washer. And I was like, Holy Spirit, help me to. So I was getting foot washer. And, and I just, I think you are a remarkable woman. And you are so beautiful and so gifted. And, and when I think of foot washer, um, there's, there's, there's such a humility and a hiddenness, I think, in a sense of that, of that gift. I see it as a gift to be a foot washer of people, of God's people. And you have a way of loving people. You're a lover of God and a lover of people. And it's, and it's a beautiful, honoring gift to be a foot washer to those that God sends you to. And just you honor people and you love people and you cherish people. And that's what I was getting. So foot washer, and it's beautiful. And it's very, it's a, God loves that about you, that you love and honor people. It doesn't matter their stature, who they are. You just love and you pull out the beauty in people. And, and um, God's very pleased with you. Yeah, amen. That's beautiful. Anybody else? Good, everybody? Did you have something? Of course. <laughs> Especially with this, I mean. God, what do you want to give me? <laughs> so Rachel was saying, well, what's, what's the one you would never pick? And I was like, well, it's this little rubber ducky. <laughs> Who would pick the rubber ducky? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know who it's for. I was like, God, who, well, who's it for? Um, I'm not going to call out any rubber duckies in here. <laughs> you know if you're a rubber ducky. But, uh, but no, what I just felt like, if, if someone did kind of look at this and go, well, maybe I'm the rubber ducky. Um, it's, uh, what I saw is that, is that there's some of us that think that, that our lives are, are small like this, that there's really, you know, all these other things are a little cooler, they're bigger, they're, they look stronger. Um, but what do you see when you have, when you go, when they do those little races and they put these in the river 
and they all go down the river. The amazing thing is that these things stay afloat when anything else that goes down the river gets torn to pieces. And they, they go underwater and they get tossed around and turned and then they come right back up to the surface and they, and they can float. And so I feel like God's just saying to someone or some people that, that, that uh, you may seem insignificant, you may feel like you're insignificant in this season, that there's like you don't have any purpose or you're not doing anything or that you're just, you're a little rubber ducky right now. But uh, what God's saying is that he's, he's got you in the storms. When the storms come, you're the one that's going to be strong because of the way he's created you. And you're going to be able to press through the storms. You're going to be able to press through the hard times. When you're in the river, when others are, are, uh, are going under, you're the one that's going to stay afloat and that are going to be able to keep people afloat. So uh, you're not insignificant in the things that you do. else? So I have a word for you, Mary. This is for you. It's powerful. Um, I feel like God's calling you up higher. I feel like it's time for an upgrade and he's calling you up. And I feel like you're fulfilling more of who he's called you to be. I feel like he's partnering with you, like he's, like, in a whole new way. I feel like he's manifesting his presence in your life, and he's saying, I got you by the hand, and here we go. He's got a plan, and he's got it all mapped out in front of you, and you're just taking it step by step with him, but it's an upgrade, and he's taking you up higher. You are seated with him in heavenly places. You are his royal queen. You are his royal bride. And I feel like he's talking to you about your identity. And I feel like some of those lies are just being broken off really easily now. Like before, they used to be a real struggle. And, but now those lies are just like cracking right under your feet. And he's just taking you on a new adventure. You're on a Jesus adventure. All right. Anybody else? Okay, we got two. Let's, yeah. Miss Helen. This is for Vivian. I haven't talked to you in a while. So I was, um, I love to bake. And the Lord was showing me because my downfall is meringue. I cannot do it. It just it is like the biggest mess. But what he was showing me was that you are such a, a good servant, and he really wants, there's some gifts that he wants to change from the just light foam of a meringue when it first starts. They're going to get better and stiff peaks, and you're going to be able to stand on them. So... All, all the ingredients are there, and all you have to do is just keep whisking it, and, and the, he's going to breathe the air. How you make a meringue is you put a bunch of air and a little cream of tartar into an egg white, and he's going to breathe in those gifts that you have wanted for so long, and they're going to be these beautiful, stiff peaks where you thought it was just this kind of weak thing, okay? Does that make sense to you? Okay. like a yes to me. Okay. Okay, I know there's a hand right there someplace. Vase. I call it vase. So, um, that man over there, and I think, are you James? Okay, James and David. Um, this gold vase, that's what Ray's calling it, 
Um, that's how the Lord sees you. Uh, he showed me the inside, and that's what you look like. And if you're in a quiet season, people don't recognize what the Lord has done in you, but that's what's going to come shining through when, when he um, accelerates that time for the both of you. That's good. That's good. Well, guys, we better end there tonight. Um, you've been such good sports. Thank you. I just want to um, pray over you. So, um, and I'm going to have these sign-up sheets. If you have an interest in being on the prophetic team or the altar ministry team and you haven't yet signed up, um, sheets are up here. Come, come sign up and we'll, we'll get you going. So, Father God, I just, I just thank you for your heart that you want to communicate with your children, that you want to release your love, that you want to release your wisdom, that you want to release um, the joy that you are to your children. So, Lord, I pray for a greater impartation tonight, a greater impartation of your Holy Spirit, of the gift of prophecy Lord, I just pray that you go deep, 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 deep into each and every person and deposit a greater, greater gift of prophecy. That everyone leaves here tonight filled up with that gift, that they can reach out and touch this community. They can touch this world, that they can release your love. They can release the kingdom, that nobody's safe when they walk into the room. They can, they can switch the atmosphere. They can release life to those who are hopeless. They can release joy to those who are in mourning. They are equipped. And I pray for greater and greater anointings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.